Hey everybody, uh, I wanted to make a new episode and talk to you guys about a new feature that we just uh, that we just released yesterday for Anchor. Um, if you have the Android or iOS app, it's version 3.6, and we, for the first time, have editing tools in Anchor. Um, so I'm here with our CEO, Mike, who is very excited to tell you all about it. I'm extremely excited. I, can, I almost cannot even contain my excitement for our new editing tools. This has been a long time in the making. Uh, very exciting couple of days here at the Anchor HQ. Before we continue, here is a quick rap from Alec, our in-house freestyle rapper. Enjoy. Hey, 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 said trying to get cut, trying to get trim. Quick fix, I be headed to the gym. Trying to get a chop, boy, I'm looking no farther. Quick down the block to my neighborhood barber. Trying to get flags, what to do then? Run it to the summit of the one you end. But shit, what to do when I'm on the go? I want to cut, trim, flag, podcast, audio. It's tougher to edit than navigating on Reddit. Believe me, like when I said it, I try it and I regret it. Wait, wait, there's this app called Anchor. You should probably get it. Oh, wow, this is like, this is exactly like what I'm, what I'm looking for here. This is perfect. Yeah, that's right. Ditch your desktop fools. Anchor 3.6 got mobile audio editing tools. It's easy. <laughs> and you say a very long time. We always joke about this because at a normal company, it would be like, oh, we were working on this for a year. I think we were working on this for a month, which felt excruciatingly long for us. Yeah. I, yes. We move real fast. We, yeah, we move fast. Um, I think it goes back further than that, though. I think because I think I think, I think people while. have been talking to us about editing tools for a really long time. People have wondered why they haven't been in the app. Um, why weren't they in the app? Why did we leave that out? Well, I know the answer, this, but I'm asking for our no. Listeners. I know I, I, editing tools are a thing. I, I feel like editing tools. If I can get really real for a minute, please do. This is so, my anchor podcast. This is where we get real. <laughs> sort of. Um, they're sort of a bridge between a past and a and a and a present anchor, if that makes sense. Go on. Um, <laughs> I I think with anchor we we have always wanted to make things so easy that um, you know sometimes we have decided to to intentionally leave out features that we feel like could complicate the process for a creator, even if um, you know it ultimately takes the creator a step further in the direction that they want to go. Um, we've just always wanted to keep things very, very, very simple. And so I think there's a version of anchor that everyone in this office has in their heads where like, you don't even need editing tools because right. it's the, the future, because the anchor tech is going to be so good that you just tap a button and it does everything you want it to. And yeah. maybe it even, maybe it even knows it, you know, your preferences for editing and it just happens. Uh, but the reality is we're not there yet. Is this are you picturing this as like the year twenty ninety five or do you think this is no, this soon is for like us? Six or? weeks from now. No, okay, I'm right, just right. <laughs> this is this is anchor four It's just it's AI. <laughs> exactly. It's anchor AI. No, I, so anyway, that's a very complicated way of saying that we wanted to make sure when we came out with editing editing tools, they were so easy to use. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't they could not be complicated if, if they were complicated they were never gonna come yeah out. which is kind of our, our product philosophy with everything we do right. is like if it's gonna be hard to use it doesn't belong in our product right exactly so what so what are some of the features that I know like you're really excited about editing tools you love where we landed what are what are some of the things that you're really excited about that you want to make sure people know about so one well there are, I mean there are a lot of good things right there's trim which is 
kind of like cropping. Like if you think about like cropping a video, this is that, but without the video, right? Yeah. So like shaving off the beginning and the end to get it down to the, the thing you want. You've got split, which lets you take a segment of audio and break it up into smaller chunks. You can also remove chunks from the audio, right? Uh, the thing that I think is really cool that I kind of didn't even know about until you just put it in the app was uh, flags, smart flags, mm -hmm. where when you're recording, you can tap you can tap this flag button to basically make a note within the audio so that when you go to edit it later, you know where that was in case you said something you didn't mean to say or I don't know, whatever. It's just a reference point. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a real time saver. I feel like often when I'm recording my podcast, I know like there will be points in the conversation where there's a long pause or where you sometimes for my Stephen King podcast, I'll like go and Google something for 10 minutes and the audio is just silent. So it's really nice to be able to like just mark those things. Yep. One thing you left out, which is my favorite feature, which I really feel like goes kind of unappreciated is in the anchor split tool you can rename segments oh, as yeah. you're editing, which is like, I. this was so important to me to include because that's something that, at least in all the um, waveform editors that I've tried, uh, either isn't possible or isn't easy to figure out. Maybe it does do it and I don't know how, but the fact that you can like, as you're breaking things up into multiple segments or you're deleting, you can rename it so that when you go back and you're like finishing the edit of your audio of your episode, um, you already know what everything is. So you don't have to keep listening back a hundred times. Right, so how does that work? How do you do it? You, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a hidden feature. You, um, so it, when you have, uh, it, when you have the editing tool open, you can tap and hold on any segment in there and it'll bring up a menu that lets you either rename or delete the segment. Amazing. I know. Genius. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're really excited. Um, Mike, while you're here, are you able to give any sneak peeks into other <laughs> things that are coming up? I mean, you're the, yeah, I mean, you run product here at Anchor. You know, you have probably more sneak peeks of the product than I do. Yeah, but you're the one who's allowed to reveal our secrets. <laughs> um, I, man, I've said this before, so this isn't like some big surprise, but it's definitely um, a goal for us to help people make money, right? We we want to make it really easy for people to create. Yeah. Uh, but we also want to make sure that 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 creating that content is worth their time, and uh, and so we want to help creators, independent creators get paid. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for joining for my podcast. Uh, I'm going to bring in one or two other people who worked on this feature to add a little more color. Um, and if you're uh, listening out there and you've used our editing tools, send me a voice message. Let me know what you think. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'm here now with Jeff, one of our backend engineers, who was the genius behind the, the backend side of our editing tools. Jeff, I wanted to ask you, what was it like working on this feature? Um, it was actually amazing, as much as you were joking that I was the brains behind the editing tools. I wasn't tools. joking. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> true and false. Um, but what was actually super great was that because uh, it was one of those rare engineering moments where like a bunch of things aligned of like, we built this previous thing for these other things and we built this other tool and then it, we just realized like oh if we just look at it like in just the right way it actually just like perfectly solves this problem so um it took me a little bit to like find the things that we had built before but once we got that up to speed it was actually like pretty easy yeah which is pretty that's good. amazing yeah and we, so what 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 is one of the technical challenges that because we mike and i were just talking about how simple we made these tools to use mm -hmm. but there's a lot of complicated math powering how simple this stuff appears what's one of the technical things that people might not realize was tricky about this i would say like um just like something you need to like maybe the mobile constraint is like really interesting of like you can't just use what maybe would 
usually be used to on a on a desktop or would like those maybe like higher end editing tools and like superpower stuff mm. do of just like everything happens locally you can assume you have a bunch of hard drive space you can do whatever um instead it has to kind of uh almost work in this more, more like distributed editing scenario where um, the, the files are up on the server you're like issuing commands from the client which are the mobile devices up to the server to like make all these various edits and happen and then make them appear or like seemingly appear back on the device and only like load them on demand too because you don't want to like right. blow people's data things like that of like there's all those editing operations anything trimming splitting any of that kind of stuff uh you're so used to it happening quickly and we want to give you that feeling um, but the reality is like on a mobile phone, you have to have it happen somewhere else. So yeah. we, we need to have it happen somewhere off on the server farm or something totally. like that. Yeah, but. I think performance was definitely the toughest thing. Um, we, I feel like every time, so when we had like rough builds of this to try on iOS and Android, I think originally on Android, it took like 20 minutes to open a one minute file or something because of how waveforms load. Yeah, I think that was maybe some of the magic that I experienced. Like, again, I wasn't involved with that previous project. So, like, this time I was just like, oh, I'm just getting these tools and they already work, like, exactly how they're advertised. (laughs) Like, oh, this is amazing. It didn't go through the first, like, engineering phase where you're just kind of, like, proof of uh, concept, like, drawing an outline and then being like, oh, that doesn't look anything like it. And slowly refining that process. Totally. I think also another one I was thinking of was like just all the complication of making sure that the flags and the breakpoints are always where you expect them to be. Like that's the kind of thing that is so invisible when it's working the way that it's supposed to. Uh, but from playing with the early versions of this, it's very visible when it's not working the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, the audio flags were actually like pretty easy to do. But yeah, you're right. Of like I think there's a process of that. Like what's intuitive? Like what do I expect to yeah, happen exactly. with these flags? Of like something that never occurred to me at first was like transitioning those flags to like the at least from the engineering side, like the results of those audio operations, like, yeah. oh, that's a, actually a whole separate audio segment now that you've like changed it a little bit. Yeah. And so um, with those flags not being there, it's like, oh, I still probably care about this. You need to reproduce that. Totally. Um, yeah. So it's just, I think that's what's great. It's like having a lot of, as I've said many times, like having podcasters in house, we get to be able to like actually see people and then they get to be like, this is exactly what I asked for, but I did not anticipate this aspect being unintuitive and like, let's change that around. And I think that's like a really tight feedback loop, which is like so critical to this kind of stuff. For sure. And Jeff, while I have you here, so we are hiring a second backend engineer, I think. I think we put up a job listing for that. Is that true? I don't know. Didn't we? (laughs) Probably. I think we did. Let's assume we did. I think it's been up for a while. Okay. Um, So we're, so we're looking for a backend engineer to join you in all these fun projects. What would you say, what's your favorite thing about being a backend engineer at Anchor? Oh, that's tough. Um, Obviously, you're amazing coworkers, but besides that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, when I came from interview, that was definitely like a big determining factor was just working with a lot of fun and interesting people. Um, but as far as like the back end or like engineering uh, gas, like task of it, it's like, uh, again, like it's any sort of like these web services, like trying to build these distributed systems that like work in any sort of logical way and they'll just fall apart. Like once you start like maybe, you know, maybe we get a big traffic spike or maybe we uh, don't understand some like interesting race condition where like, oh, if multiple users, you know, do some weird publishing events, like does that cause a problem? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's like, I guess like, is it, for me, it's always the most rewarding part is just seeing once all the pieces come together and like how it all works together. Um, I also really enjoy that at Anchor, um, it's a very like freeform, 
uh, process with a lot of stuff of like, um, I used to work in autonomous vehicles and like, and when we first started, it was a little more freeform because we were a startup and more like contract gigs and stuff. But like, but as a, as a sharp contrast to what like a podcasting platform yeah. needs to do, like, um, that, like eventually that job got to a point where like, I need to have my designs done like months before I even start working on them. And like, and then also like, and then like showing that it conforms all these safety specs and all that kind of thing, which is super important. And yeah. I'm glad that those fields do that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I think anchor is a lot more, at least for me fun, because you can just be like, okay, we're going to make this product. We're going to figure out just like we talked before, we're going to make changes at the last minute. Like yep. those kinds of changes would push back auto projects by like Years. a half a year <laughs> or, or, or longer. Yeah. Um, as opposed to anchor, like, um, you know, our, our users don't want to wait a year yeah. and for a good reason of like, yeah. yeah, this thing should move fast. And so it's like, it's, um, it's a, I think backend is like a good, uh, as much as like, there's a bunch of other jobs that use like, all, I would say what is more directly thought of as like creative, um, creativity. I think there's like creative problem solving on the backend Definitely. of, um, it's all about figuring out like, like I, like I said before, we built these previous tools, um, like will they be reliable if I repurpose them in this way? And like, you try to figure out like connections like that, because with the rate that things change, um, you have to be kind of like flexible in that thinking, I think. And it's not that you build things once and it's done forever. Like, um, people come back and they say, I would like it to work a little differently, or I'd like a whole new thing. Can you make it yeah. much better? <laughs> <Yeah>. And that's, <laughs> and then usually you go, no, you're, you're sometimes if you're like a grizzly engineer, you're like, no, that's the, that's the final straw. Everything is done forever once I say so. Um, but then once you like, I don't know, have some tea or something, yeah. then you're like, you're right. This... Is that why you drink so much tea? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't drink coffee. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's a, always a moving process. And that's something that um, is challenging, but I think also very rewarding. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being on my podcast for the first time ever. Thank you for having me, Maya. Uh, if you're listening out there and you want to come work at Anchor, go to anchor.fm slash jobs and you can see what we're hiring for. Um, and if you want to try out our editing tools, download the most recent Android or iOS update. Um, and once you try them, send me a voice message. Let me know if you like them. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Bye. Bye. John, you know there's a transition of me currently, right? Yeah, I know. Thank you. We, right? we talked about that this morning. <laughs> what is, how did that happen? It was, uh, we were recording, um, I think oh, it was I audio know. for a commercial or something. Mm -mm. No, you wrote me a script for onboarding. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I read the script. <laughs> um, it's my fault. And and then I did it, and you guys were all like, "This is so lame! Like, how dare you?" And I'm like, "I just read the script." Okay, so the script was supposed to be it was showing off applause, and it was like, it, so Mike was like, "If people like what they hear, they can applause your audio." And then it like played some audio sounds, and then Mike applause. Mike went, it "Yeah," some so, or some applause sounds, and then Mike went, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> and when I wrote it in my head, it sounded very natural, but and everyone made fun of me, and then. I felt so stupid, and then I felt even stupider when I was playing with the app like a day later. Yeah, I don't think we told him we turned it into a transition. Turned, thank you into a transition. Oh, thank you.